So there's this saying, a jack of all trades and a master of none. And some people say that that's where the saying ends and other people say that there's more to the saying that people often leave out. And the, the rest of it goes like this. <laughs> Excuse me, a jack of all trades and a master of none is still better than a master of one. And quite frankly, I disagree with that statement. I think that that statement was made by someone that might be a jack of all trades, but has never been, has never seen, and most likely never will be a master of anything. Because this doesn't apply directly to a talent. However, you can take it in that analogy in terms of like, there's this video of Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks. And I don't know how real it is, but let's say for example that it was real. And that he was playing table tennis with nunchucks against the person that was playing with a paddle and Bruce Lee was hitting the ball and he was beating him. So you could say in this case that Bruce Lee was a master of the nunchuck and he was a jack of the ping pong because he was so good at the nunchucks that he was using his mastery of that weapon to apply it to a different action or different sport. And they say that, you know, a jack of all trades and the master of none is still better than a master of one. That's not true, and it's impossible for that to be true because a master of one trade is automatically a jack of all the other ones. Because it's not, like I said, it's not necessarily about the action of the, of the thing, but it's to become a master of anything, anything. It's not fun. Some people will say it's fun a little bit, but more often than not, it's not fun. It's not exciting. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's interesting. Yes. But it's not fun exactly. Because you fail a lot when you're trying to become a master. And then when you succeed, your success only reveals to you how much more there is that you don't know about it. Like every time. And I would dare to say that there's nothing that you could know absolutely everything about. And the people that are in the, field, the top of their fields in anything will tell you that. They'll be like, the more you realize that you know, the bigger the field of what you don't know is. So like mathematics, for example. Oh, I know, I've figured out mathematics. I got it down pat. I know how to add stuff. You know, two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. I'm, I'm cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Did you know you can multiply stuff? What? Yeah, two times eight is 16. You don't have to add anymore. Whoa, cool. Yeah, did you know you could cube stuff? the third power to the fourth power and then that's that whoa so like you wouldn't know how to cube stuff if you never learned how to add stuff but the more you know the bigger the field of what you don't know reveals itself and i'm pretty sure i can't really think of anything that somebody could say like i know everything there is to know about this topic or subject or anything nothing there's nothing like there's an infinite number of numbers from one to infinity one, two, three, four, whatever, all the way to the infinity, right? But between zero and one, there is also an infinity. Because point zero one, point zero zero one, point zero zero two, point zero zero three, point nine 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 nine, however many fucking one you how many you want to go. We never reach one and we're still at infinity. And that's just between zero and one. So you could the more you realize that you know something about something, the bigger your circle of knowledge about that same topic, but just more profound is. So you could, you'll never learn, you, so you'll, you could safely say that you'll never learn everything about something, but once you reach a certain point, 
you can call yourself a master. You can consider yourself a master because you've mastered this art. And I think that's where it comes in with the jack of all trades is when you could use your mastery of something to apply it to anything in life and be able to be successful. Like there was a movie called uh, Romeo Must Die with the Jet Li and the late Aaliyah. And it was a cheesy movie, a lot of string action, but there was one scene where Jet Li was playing football, American football, against these big linebacker dudes that didn't like him. And even though some of the dudes were on his team, they were trying to sabotage him to get him get tackled. And he did, he gets tackled a couple times, but then he realizes what's going on and he outmaneuvers them, still playing according to the rules of the game, and he beats them. So he uses his you know, martial arts knowledge to play American football and win against these like, giant burly linebackers. Jackie Chan, I think, believes us with basketball too. Like, so you use your mastery skill to apply it. But if you have something that you're a master of and you're trying to apply it to something that's completely not related to this. So you know what I mean? So say, for example, you're a master of chess, right? And you have to do, to build a computer. That doesn't really have to do a lot with each other, but it's not exactly the technique that makes you the master. It's the journey, it's the failure, the drive to try again because you don't become a master with luck. You don't just step into mastery. You have to want it. You have to dedicate a lot of time and hard work to it. You have to understand that you'll fail, get up, try again. You'll have to understand that you'll never stop learning. You have to be humbled. Then you have to be arrogant. Then you have to be shot down. You have to get up. All these things have to happen for you to become a master of something. It is impossible for you not to be a master of something. I mean, to be a master of something if you don't experience these things. So if you are, if you did do that thing and you made it, you can call yourself and other people can call you a master. That means that that drive, all the stuff that made you there is still inside of you. So if you decided to learn something else, you could apply that to a different direction. And although it takes a lifetime or something like that to master something, you you could become a jack of that trade in a shorter period of time because you know the way to mastery. The hill that you have to climb, the endless horizons that you have to see once you think you've reached the top. They say there's always somebody better than you and whatever you do out there, and that's true. And you might be the best fighter in the world, but someone out there can kick your ass. And they're not necessarily stronger or faster than you. They just have a different technique that you've never learned. Or they could be at the right place at the right time. And it doesn't matter. Win, a win is a win. You could train your whole life to be a boxer. And then go up against a jujitsu guy. And he's, ain't no boxing there, pal. You're going to sleep. <laughs> you know? So when you hear that phrase, a jack of all trades and a master of none is still better than a master of one. If you ever hear somebody say that, remind them why that's not true. And remind them why that saying, the fact that they're using that saying, is actually hindering them, them, that person that's saying it, from ever becoming a master, or ever seeing what a master is. I wouldn't consider myself a master of anything. Am I a jack of a lot of trades? Yes, I believe I am. I don't consider myself to be a master of anything because there's never been anything that I've been so driven about that I wanted to endlessly pursue it and not care about anything else. The most thing I love about my life right now is being a father. I love being a dad. Somebody would ask me, who, what, what, who are you? What are you? I would say, I'm a parent, I'm a dad. Am I the best dad in the world? No, of course not. Do I make mistakes? A shitload of them. Am I a master parent? No. And I probably never will be. 
and I probably won't ever will be a master of anything else because I can't bear myself to see me be distracted from the thing I love the most, which is being a father to my kid, to pursue something else to be a master of it. But that's me. Other people are different. I've met people, I've met chefs that neglected their families, their friends, because they wanted to master the craft of culinary knowledge. And they got so involved in it, so deep, and so like intricately intertwined, and they knew everyone's name, and they knew what the recipes were, and how much stuff they put in this, and what they did with that, that when they made something that was the best thing that they could possibly make, it was flat and bland, colorless, generic. Whereas someone who hasn't had much training, it doesn't really master the art of culinary, he doesn't know anybody's chef's names. He knows the five mother sauces, but he doesn't read any fucking books. But he loves to eat and he loves to compare flavors. He doesn't want to be a master chef. He just wants to put out something that he enjoys and then everyone else happens to enjoy as well. Nine out of 10 times, the second guy will win in the culinary competition. So people will call the second guy a master even though he doesn't consider himself one. And that wasn't by accident. He is a master. Even if he doesn't consider himself one, it doesn't matter what he considers. It's the drive. It's the passion that you have for something. That's what makes you a master or a master in training, so to speak. That you don't give up. That you know that you're going to fall and you know that's going to happen. You're not expecting it to happen, but you are. You're hoping it won't, but you know it will. And when it does, you jump right up. And then when the hundredth time comes and you ask yourself, how many more times do I have to get knocked down for me not to get knocked down anymore? And then you realize that that's the wrong thing to focus on. Stop trying not to fall. If you're trying not to fall, you're going to fall. Instead, know that you'll fall and roll out of it. A lot of people out there, they, they go looking for adventure. They're looking for exciting times. They hate being bored. So they, they do go out and they do shit that they think is going to be fun. And when they are actually faced with a real life adventure, they usually turn it down or shy away from it because it's not the adventure that they wanted. Meanwhile, if you just sat there on your couch for a little longer, you would have seen that the adventure in front of your face is the one you wanted and the one that's calling you this whole time. Don't go out there looking for adventure. Just live your life. And trust me, sooner rather than later, you'll be faced with one. And instead of backing out, roll into it. Don't dodge the punch. Roll into the punch. You're going to get hit. If you're a boxer, you're going to get hit. A lot, if you're good. Maybe not, at first, maybe not at the end. Maybe at first you will. But you're going to get hit. You have to know how it feels to get hit to be a boxer. Because if you've never been hit as a boxer and you're an amazing striker and one day you're looking left and somebody whacks you in the head, you're not going to like it very much. <laughs> if you've never been burned, you will never feel how good it feels to put ice on that burn. It's a sensation that is amazing to, to just feel that pain going away and then when you remove the ice the burn comes back and you put it back and that's the, oh, that satisfaction of it going away that's mastery mastery is that satisfaction of the burn going away but the burn itself has to happen 
for that to exist. So whatever you do in life, whatever you're doing in life, if you're doing it for money, if you're doing it because you are forced or you think you're forced in circumstance, you're here for a reason. At some point you may have wanted what you're doing, even though now you might not. I'm not going to tell you to remember what it was that you loved about it in the first place. I'm going to tell you to look ahead and from this moment forward, make what you're doing the thing that you might want to master. Find yourself on the path where you're at. Which rung of the ladder are you on? How many horizons have you already seen that are bigger ones that lie ahead of you? No, you're never going to learn it all. You're never going to know it all. That's the point. But you could know enough of it to where most people don't know as much as you. And you'll surprise yourself sometimes. Human beings, like, we, we didn't invent mathematics. We discovered mathematics. One plus one was always two. We just gave it a name. It's not a coincidence that the size of the moon and the size of the sun look similar from where we're standing on Earth, even though they're two completely different distances. We didn't invent that. We discovered it. It was there. The Fibonacci sequence that everything in nature follows. We didn't invent the Fibonacci sequence. We discovered it. How much more is there to discover? We are finding out new stuff every day. There's nothing that we know everything about. And that's beautiful because essentially we'll never stop learning. And the minute that you think you know everything, that's where you're going to hit a wall, my guy. And for the love of God, just be nice to the people around you. Don't be a dick. I told Evergreen today, I was getting a little riled up for a second there. I don't know why. Servers being idiots, of course. And I said to him, I said, Eugenio. That's his name. I don't care if he knows it. I wanted to use it. And he goes, yes, what? And I was like, find your center. I don't know why those words, see that, why I chose those words, why those words came out. It sounded kind of cheesy and yoga-ish. But you know what? The next words out of his mouth were, sides on 14. Sides on 14, please. And that, that man never says please. He'd be lucky if he says fuck you, you know? But whatever, whatever it was, whatever he was thinking in his head, maybe it was my tone of voice, maybe it was the words that I used. I didn't see him. We didn't make eye contact when I said this to him, so I don't know what he did. Maybe he closed his eyes for a minute and found his center. But he, it worked. And it doesn't matter how I feel towards him and how he felt towards me at the moment. The point is, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about him either. It was about every, everyone else around. Find your center, and that's where your power is. I always tell my kid, I'm going to make her remember this. I want you to remember this too. It's going to sound kind of cheesy and simplistic, but usually it's the most simple things in life that get you the most beautiful things, the most profound and, and powerful things. There's always going to be situations that you cannot control. When you find yourself in the middle of a situation that you cannot control, your true power lies with how you react to that situation. And of course, your natural reactions are going to be what you're used to. And you won't remember what I'm saying to you now. But maybe you'll be lucky enough to remember it at some point. And then find yourself in a situation that you realize you can't control. 
and then control how you react to the situation and then understand why that is so powerful. Because things that happen to you is your own fault. Because those things could be happening for you. The difference is your mindset on these things and when they happen. Life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. The good things as well as the bad. And if you're too lazy to say that jack of all trades is better than a master of one, then I feel sorry for you. And I hope that you change your mind and realize that mastery isn't about being good at something. Mastery is about self-control and discipline. Because if you can master that, nothing will stop you. And you will be a god. Well, you already are, but you'll see that in yourself. Like I see it in everyone. And I often feel sadly because I see them pissing it away. I wouldn't call myself a god. I think there's a little bit of God in all of us. And the more I think about it, the more I understand why people are angry and why people are filled with hate sometimes. And it's because they don't know any better. It's because the people around them that they cared about told them that this is how it is, showed them or lack thereof of how it is. And then they realize that this isn't the way and they wonder why does nobody understand me? Why can't I get this right? This is the way it's supposed to be. But it's not because you're you and I'm me. The universe knows. It comes back to that thing, like I said, retaliation. If somebody has a trans transgression against you, does somebody does you wrong and you want to get back at them, so you do something. Let's say somebody threw a rock through my window on purpose and they broke it. They didn't really want to hurt me. They just wanted to piss me off and they broke my window. So I retaliate by slashing their car tires. Because to me, slashing a car tire doesn't... I don't give a shit. I don't have a car. So it doesn't really matter. Fuck you. Car tires is the same as a window. But maybe to that person, they spent their last penny on that car. They love that car. They love everything about that car. It's their dream. It's their whole life. And me slashing their tires is devastating to them because of what, what lengths I went through to hurt them deeply, even if it was a couple of tires. To me, it was nothing, but to them, it was huge, devastating blow. Similarly, the other way around. I slashed their tires first, and they said, well, let me get back at this guy. I'm going to throw a rock through his window. I don't give two shits about the window. Fuck it. Get another window tomorrow. But to them, they're thinking, ah... I'm going to break their window because when I broke a window when I was a kid, I got punished for weeks. But that's hardly the case with everyone else, which is why if somebody does have a, doesn't do something wrong against you or to you on purpose and you realize that, what you must do is you must react to the situation properly. I'm not saying you should be like Jesus and turn the other cheek, although that wouldn't really be that bad. What you should do is you should understand and you should move forward. And you, should, you don't have to forgive them. And you don't have to forget that this happened. You just have to understand and then choose your reaction. 
find your center and let the universe take care of the rest because you'll never know it all. You'll never know it all, but you will always be able to control how you move. I'll see you out there.